Do you ever look around and think, wow, the world is a crazy place, and it just seems to get crazier and crazier? Ease your mind and take a break. This is Fuel for the Soul with John Gifta. We're a hub for inspirational Christian sermons, practical keys for Christian living, and Christian discussions and interviews. You'll be inspired to live the life that you were created for. Your host is a top-ranking podcaster, best-selling author, world record holder, aerospace engineer, life coach, evangelist, and founder of John Gifta International. Welcome to Fuel for the Soul with John Gifta. Today I'm going to talk about a very important question that a lot of people ask me all the time. Uh, John, why can't I marry an unbeliever? Why can't I date a non-Christian? What is wrong with that? Come on, we're in grace. We have freedom. Well, there are some questions that need to be answered. Because, um, let me just start off with this. Because, uh, you know, you're a believer, you're a Christian, you have understood what Jesus has done on the cross for you. You understood that, you know, uh, he paid the price for your sins and all of that you believe in the Bible. But, well, if you really understood the depth of what Jesus has done on the cross, um, you should be able to prioritize his decision should be the final. Because there should be a reason for it. Why you would choose God about somebody else. Why would you choose what God has for you rather than anybody else other than that? Now, let me just answer a couple of practical reasons why isn't this not gonna work out for you. Uh, even if you think you're strong in God, you've been close to God, and the scripture says it very clearly, Second Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14, that you should not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. And if you see the criteria when God told in Numbers, okay, in 36 verse 6, when God spoke through Moses and he said, talking about these particular daughters and how they should choose their life partner, and he said, they have the right to choose whom they think is best only under the tribe of their father. But you know, if you look at this aspect in the Old Testament, you got to look at it the same thing in the light of the New Testament, you will see in 1 Corinthians chapter 7 verse 39 when God was talking to widows if they want to choose whom they want to marry and then God says she has a right to choose whom she thinks is best only in the Lord. So if you look at the light of the Old Testament and the light of the New Testament only under the tribe of your heavenly father. It's a command from God that you will not be yoked with unbelievers because what has darkness got to do with light because things are going to be all fancies and fun and frolic right now and feelings are so great and all of that but you know what think about this this is not a joke this is your life decision even when you want to choose a car or you carry a choice or you're sitting in an examination you pray god please help me do well help me get this help me get that but when it comes to a life decision you don't want to involve God there's a problem I'm sorry for being blunt but yes there is a problem you got to be careful on this on whom you're going to choose because the Bible very clearly says this so you may ask John 
the Bible says in scriptures like 1 Corinthians chapter 7 verse 13 talking about an unbelieving spouse so there is a possibility where I can have an unbelieving spouse what if I show them love and compassion and care and bring that person to the Lord no listen saints that is a possibility where for some reason you didn't know the Lord beforehand or for some reason your spouse went away from the Lord after marriage or for some reason you were forced and you didn't know how, how to handle some situation and that's how you ended up with a person who's unbelieving but that is not giving you a guarantee that you have the right or the choice to choose an unbeliever at any given point of time I hope I made myself very clear so keeping that aside I'm going to give you some practical reasons why it's not going to work out point number one priorities see today your priority at any given point of time is I want to serve the Lord. I want to do what God wants me to do. I want to, you know, He has loved me. He has shown that love. So I want to talk to, tell the world about Christ. That's your priority. But think about this. As days progress, when you have children and you want to give your child a Christian name and uh, your spouse wants to give a general name or you want to put your child in Christian school but your spouse says no I want to put him in a, a national school so that he will have national and international exposure and uh, but you want him to grow in the Lord but you know your spouse has a different view he wants him to grow you know all in all those aesthetic views or you want your ch child to go to Sunday school or to church on Sunday to grow in the Lord but your spouse says no that's the right time for them to go for some sports coaching or something like that so you know there's going to be a clash of priorities in the long run now it's all fancies and fun and frolic and you know they say yes to you you say yes to them but you know what those things are not going to run your life by the end of the day today it's all great but it's not going your feelings will not run your marriage your emotions will not run your marriage it is none of that it is what priorities and commitment that you make that's going to run your marriage very very important if your priorities are not going to match up with the priorities of your spouse, it's going to be a problem. This is not just for marriage, even for any other decision. You want to make a partnership, a business. Let's take a business example. You want to take leave on Sunday, go to church, but your business partner is a non-believer and he says, hey, Sunday is the right time to get more business. So I can't give you leave on Sunday. You've got to take leave on another day. So you miss church. So the, all these practical problems are going to come up when you unequally yoke with unbelievers because your priority will be to enhance the kingdom. His priority will be to uh, enhance the business and the profits. So it's very important. First and foremost is your priorities. And secondly is the aspect of covenant. Let me tell you this. Marriage is not a ritual. It's a covenant. It's something very serious in the in terms of the word of God but if you look at it in the light of the secular world marriage is just a ceremony it's just a ritual okay they're married they're together but according to the scripture the two has become one flesh you are made a covenant there is no stopping now when it is made as a covenant there is so much of seriousness involved in it but if your spouse does not understand the seriousness there's going to be a problem because today you have all these great feelings and 
all these thoughts and emotions are running see i'll tell you something love is blind okay because love doesn't let you see the whole aspect you look at only the best qualities because right now you're in love and you want to marry that person but years down the line it's not your love that's going to all those emotions that's going to help you run your marriage it's going to be a commitment and a understanding of the covenant and if you're not uh, as much as you are committed unless your spouse is also committed you're going to get into trouble if they don't understand that it's a covenant that they need to be committed to they go you're going to get into trouble see if you see every marriage it's not going to just be you know a bed of roses you're going to have a lot of struggles you're going to have questions you're going to have times where things are not going to be the way it's supposed to be all the time you'll have ups and downs and highs and lows but you know in those turbulent moments if your spouse is not committed to you or standing with you or in the same stake as you it can lead to a lot of problems in your marital life see there was a reason why job said in job 31:1 he said i made a covenant with my eyes that i will not lust after any other lady why did job say that in the, in job 31 You know what when I, when I was thinking about this is made sense because his wife had just deserted him saying you know deserted meaning not just physically okay we talk only physical terms but he was not she was not supportive to him she said curse god and die so when the problem strikes things can happen like this when a spouse is not committed to each other it's not just supporting physically but even emotionally and mentally she was not there for him and in such a moment if job had not made a covenant with his eyes to understand the covenant of his marriage or to understand the covenant and the commitment that was involved job could have fallen for somebody else that is why many people fall into extramarital affairs and all these issues when they have problem at home because they are not having covenant mentality with regard to their marriage did because they are not committed to the covenant so it's very very important you got to understand problems will come but they can stay strong only when they understand the depth of the covenant and they will have that covering only when they are in the lord so when you choose a non believer they don't have that covering because they are not in the lord they cannot for uh, you know protect themselves on their own only god can that's why many people mess up they have all the feelings they have all the great emotions but they have this messing up moments because that moment it's not how they felt when they got married it's going to be like an everyday thing it's going to be like okay i need to get this done i need to pay the bills i need to you know take care of my spouse or you know cook dinner or you know all these practical things that were going to come so in such a scenario if you don't understand the depth of covenant and the commitment to that covenant it's going to be a problem okay and the fourth most important thing that you need to look at is the big picture because as i told you love is blind you look at what is happening now and you're like okay i love this person you know you know we love with each other all of that is great but you know what as i told you the big picture is 
not only you but your children your grandchildren everybody's life is at stake now not only is you but you know you're not just marrying a person you're marrying an entirely new family and you're marrying an entirely new family who are different in their ideologies different in their views and they may have certain expectations and you're going to fall you'll have to match up to all of that it's going to be a big thing at stake so i want you to think about these things you know because when you are yet to choose a life partner and you are th- ever thinking about or you know people who are thinking about choosing a person of another faith thinking you know what everything is going great now and it will be great no think about this because there are a lot of practical problems that will be coming and when you look at those practical problems uh also you know like priorities commitments covenant and the big picture but apart from that is the obedience to god because if you really love god you got to make a choice that you will honor him in this decision that you will do as per what his word says because when you deliberately disobey the word of god okay you can have a lot of issues and you go to god you will have to go through the consequence of your decision yes god for, will forgive you if you have made that mistake but you will have to go through the consequence yes god forgive uh david when he made that mistake in the scripture but he had to go through the consequence of his mistake so you know there are certain consequences that will you know follow you especially with regard to you know relationships and marital aspects see one thing a lot of people say is john you know what this person is so good you know when i show them love they're going to change let me tell you something the only thing that's going to change after your marriage is your marital status not only yours your spouse's marital status that's all okay i'm not demeaning the power of god yes power of god is there god can change god can transform i'm not saying no for that but if you are going to wait on god for that it's going to be a problem for you you will end up going through a lot of things that you didn't have to go through there are a lot of christians christian guys and girls out there who choose them go look out because you don't have want to put yourself into a lot of heartache and pain by choosing the wrong person because this is a decision for life and you don't want to make a mistake in that and i encourage you not to do that because when you know there is a red flag then there is something you need to watch out for and go as per god's leading give him this ask him for strength if you've fallen for somebody of another faith and say god give me the strength to overcome so that i will meet the right person and i will be able to see the change and i'm telling you god knows your desires god knows what he has placed in you he will enable you to meet the right person and hereby enhance the kingdom for which he has created you may god bless you amen 
You've been listening to Fuel for the Soul with John Gifta. We hope you were blessed and inspired to live the life that God has for you. Make sure to subscribe to the John Gifta YouTube channel for regular uploads of sermons, skits, interviews, and more. Follow John Gifta on Instagram for regular inspirational posts. And don't forget to check out the best-selling books written by John Gifta. Who Am I?, which will help you understand your identity, and the latest number one bestseller, Unveil Your Purpose, helping you discover your purpose and to start walking in it. Make sure to leave a rating and review, and be sure to share it with your friends and loved ones. If you'd like to donate, you can find the PayPal link in the description. And if you'd like to invite John Gifta to speak at your event or to get more details, go to the website at www.johngifta.com. See you on the next episode of The Fuel for the Soul with John Gifta. God bless you. If your heart stops beating now, do you know where you're going? If you came face to face with death now, do you know where you're going? And this is not a message of condemnation. This is a message of hope. There is a God who loves you so much. He sent His only Son, Jesus Christ, to come down and pay a heavy price by shedding every drop of His blood on the cross. Thank you for dying for my sins. When you believe in Him, you have free gift of salvation for you that assures us that we will go to heaven when we die instead of suffering in hell forever. I just encourage you today to make the simple step of faith and say, Jesus, I thank you for what you did on the cross. Thank you for giving me this gift of eternal life.